Hey and welcome to the Dad FC Football Podcast. We are your favourite football podcast if you don't know and we were recording live from the Robin at the bottom of the garden and joined as always by my good friend Yanis. How are you doing mate? I'm good, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm um, recovering, not recovering, but I'm like, I'm going through my first dose of like wisdom teeth coming in. Wisdom teeth? Yeah, yeah, so I'm uh, at the grand old age of what? 34. 34? My first, I say wisdom teeth, it's wisdom tooth. I have one on my left hand side at the top coming in. So my, my, some context, my other half's had this for a few years and she's complained of not being able to open her, like a mouth wide enough or like I can't chew properly or like, and I've sort of been like, you're teething, come on, you'll be alright, you'll be alright. <laughs> Mate, I have, I have been in like proper pain. So, um, have you been on the sidelines for two weeks like Mason Mount? <laughs> yeah, but Mason Mount, and he's like 20s, he should have his wisdom teeth coming in, like 34 is too old. Like I've, like evolution wise, I've been eating for like 30 odd years. I'm sound at it. I don't, I don't need any more teeth. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it, yeah. I'm pre- yeah I've nailed it. Yeah, I'm all over it. So I don't need any more teeth. Um, but yeah, other than that, fairly quiet, to be honest with you. Maybe yeah. Because it's because of the wisdom teeth. But. Yeah, quiet wisdom teeth weekend. Yeah. Just had a quiet weekend with the, with the fam, nothing yeah. much to report. So lots of good football, though. Loads. Loads, loads of getting to Loads yeah. of talking points. Yeah, so without further ado, let's get the episode kicked off. Let's do it. Let's do it. Game week 11, and if you wonder why we're laughing, Yanis has brought his water bottle along, uh, which has a very detailed drop going down the side, so you can see as the water level goes down, but it's also a transparent, <laughs> transparent <laughs> bottle. So you can just see the water going down, I don't need the drops to tell me you've half, you've half the drops left. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see there's half the drops left. Uh, <sighs> anyway, where do you want to start? Um, I think we've got to start at the Manchester, we 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 dubbed it the Battle of Manchester, but it definitely wasn't a battle, was it? A bit of massacre, wasn't it? I think if I could <clears throat> sum up my, my, my first words were uh, when I was writing my notes was lazy press, yeah, loads of energy, yeah. I let you decide which way, <laughs> <laughs> which team it was. Yeah, Pepsi were lazy, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> now I think it was. This is a. This is how we said it was going to go. I, d- I couldn't see how my United were going to win this game. Just, I, I find it baffling. So they start out obviously with De Gea and then by Lindelof, Maguire, Wambasaka, Shaw, and then McTominay and Fred. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight defensive minded players. Um, and like, they still can't defend. I don't understand it. I don't understand how, how they can have such, so many defenders. It's like, it's as if. Um, I know we said that we praised Oli for going to that formation last week but the difference when City are in town is just because I was trying to come up with some way we can not just say Man United were crap City were class so I was looking at how they were playing and I watched it back a few times and I was trying to come up with where the game was won and lost so my efforts came to this was if you look at the United back three for the majority of the time when City were in possession, they weren't marking anyone. anybody. Yeah, nobody. And I don't mean because they weren't that good. It was just the the player. They had almost like six men versus McTominay and Fred, or McFred as you like to call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're not the best defensive midfielders anywhere. So when you've got six world-class, like top-class... Talented players, yeah. yeah. They just didn't have a, a chance in the game was just won. City were clever, picked apart, and they took turns doing like the, the false nine job, running in and out, and the, the back three just didn't didn't have a clue who they're supposed to mark and when they had the chance to mark someone. 
that's such a good point because um, the, obviously there was the by own goal, but Lindelof nearly scored an own goal. In that, <laughs> if, you, if that goal, that one that was saved by De Gea, the sort of still of that when it gets crossed in, there are the three set halves with, with no city person. That it's, yeah. it is. So yeah, you're right. I um, I was I was interested by some of all these comments afterwards. He said we couldn't find ourselves out of the press. You played eight defenders. Like what, what do you expect? Well, you, you, oh, um, yeah, McFreddy can pass a ball, and, and I do. I think I actually think McTominay's a good player. I just, but if you play like seven defenders and a goalkeeper, how can you find your way out of the press? So I know I don't want to like hammer Oli for that because we were loading them for putting an extra body in midfield. Yeah, but it's it's still tactically all over. It's just yeah, Man United's press must have been the most laziest press I think I've ever seen as well. Yeah, because. When they first kicked off, I was like, right, they're going to go for it and they're going to like push them. But then the speed, within the first couple of minutes, you realised if you're not going to press hard the first couple of yeah. minutes, it's not going to really get any better. And it was just so slow. You'd see like one goal and the other two would jump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's as if they, they, are, they know that the media and a lot of people are highlighting the fact that they're not pressing, therefore mm-hmm. they should be pressing. But in reality, they're not working on it well enough to press. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, it's, it seems a bit sort of all over the shop defensively. Lindelof obviously isn't good enough. Buys on goal, it's, it's awful. Maguire looks all over the shop. Wambasaka looks... <laughs> on, on, I, I, I wouldn't have him at Newcastle in that sense. Yeah, he's, I, he's, he, he was, and I think he is a good player, but he's just... He's been he doesn't know where to go, it's not a come on, go off. They're just everywhere, but um, do you know Man United had more shots against Man United than Manchester? <laughs> yeah, so that, like Rio Ferdinand tweeted or something, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, that was. Um, Bruno. I mean, the first goal that was highlighted on on the match day, but I, I texted the group chat saying, yeah. like, "Bruno, why? How can he? Like, just there's no effort to stop the cross there." That's an example of what's wrong with United when you're not playing for the the club and you've lost the heart he should have closed him down that ball shouldn't have come across yeah. the goal shouldn't have happened yeah um, obviously there's a Ronaldo volley if that goes in that could maybe change the game but other than that De Gea makes a bunch of saves some really good saves and then that Bernardo Silva goal is just awful isn't it it's just how can Cancela have a week to cross it how can Maguire then show both let it go and then Bernardo Silva who I think was the guy that initially passed it out to Cancela just like <laughs> waltzing the back stick and then and then De Gea's got to save it as well. It's just all and all around just because they're three international players. Like he's, yeah, yeah. Harry Maguire's captain. Yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, I think I've said it a few times now. I've said it a, a bunch of times. Um, I don't think Ollie is anywhere near good enough to 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 challenge for the realist to mount a realistic challenge for the title. I don't think Oli's anywhere near good enough, and I still say it. They've had glaring, glaring holes in my United's sort of first team, and they still have chased a couple of superstars rather than just plugging the gaps in the foot, i.e., like the centre midfield. Um, and then with the, ha- I think it, I think it make, Rich has made the point. They're still starting the exact same players they used to start, except the Vlad Ronaldo, and ov- obviously Varane would start. But if you think like, like other than Fernandez. They're still starting the same. Bought Van der Beek. This doesn't start him. They bought because this oh, is Ollie's team now. Yeah, it's totally it is Ollie's team. So like, but they've, so they've bought a bunch of players and they're still playing the exact same players they were playing 
like two seasons ago, three seasons. Like it's just, yeah, it's. I obviously came up with the back to him again um, said that he's not going anywhere and they're not um, and yeah they're not going to make cha a change but at, if he drops out the top four considerably and like loses a lot of ground and they're not getting Champions League football he has to go surely how can how can that squad of players not be playing in the Champions League full superstars even if he doesn't get sacked the players would want to be playing Champions League football and Ronaldo looks like he's losing his head he dived yeah. in. Did you see the end of the game? We dived yeah. in. Uh, I think it was um, De Bruyne. Yeah, De Bruyne. Yeah, he's cut and say he gets caught. Then he dives in. Mm. If you think back to the Liverpool game where he gives Curtis Jones a boot with a ball underneath him. Yeah. He's. He, I mean, I think it was maybe the first corner they were sort of defending, and he was already shaking his head. Ten minutes in. Yeah. Like, think is regretting going back to Man United? I don't know. He'd be on mega bucks, so probably not. And. Yeah, if you're getting paid half a million a week, you're, you're <laughs> not going to be that upset. Um, I don't know if you're regretting it, but um, uh, I don't think UV have been particularly good, have they? So, no. but um, but I just think, yeah, he's just losing his head a little bit. I think he's, I think he's realizing now that they are just not the, the side that he expected them to be. City mm -hmm. so, though, why don't we give City some praise? Yeah, that really aren't they so good? No Grealish though, eh? Pep obviously listened to me last week and I was saying should have bought Harry Kane so he's bench Grealish. Pep Roulette, don't read too much into that. He'll be <laughs> yeah. starting next next game. He always puts faith in there. Foden, doesn't he? The big the big games. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is the season where Foden's really coming to his own. Like when Foden was getting a lot of gameplay for an England squad, I wasn't sure if it was a bit, bit too early or some of the players he was getting like the nod over. Whereas right now you look at him and he's arguably one of the, the players of the season. Yeah, he looks so good, doesn't he? And he's playing this sort of like he's not winger winger because they don't play that way, do they? But um, but he plays winger, like, centre mid, centre forward, yeah, false nine, yeah, false eight. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's just so good. It looks it makes it look so effortless that he's just got such good close control. He sees a pass like he's yeah, he's wonderful. Um, Bernardo Silva is just outrageous as well. Yeah, but I think it was it really was like at the second half was actually sort of like just training football for Man City they just went through the paces thought yeah. we'll just save Alexia yeah. that's it got three points Tell you know, someone else who was who has had an incredible season Cancelo yeah yeah. You know, he's had the most touches in the Premier League yeah, yeah and by about 100, 100 um, um, touches over the person who's in second really? so it shows you how much of the City gameplay has gone, gone through him because it's funny because he didn't always play, did he? Because sometimes he played Walker last season at right back, and he played Zinchenko at left back, and then Cancelo was playing, and he that he was in and out the team a little bit. Because I remember having my dream team thinking, just play him, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's been like he's obviously now he, he did a, he was very good for lots of last season, but yeah, he's been super consistent. Uh, he's just so I think got a couple of assists midweek as well, didn't he? In the in the Champions League before yeah the uh, the United game. But then there's just that many teams. We were like, Foden's brilliant, Silva's brilliant, Cancelo's brilliant. This doesn't even mention like all the other team. We could we could talk yeah. about how brilliant each one of their players is, and completely different to Palace the, the week before. Yeah, yeah. I think obviously there's a few other results in this, but they they are still going to be right up there. Yeah, Man City, 100%. like they are, they are so good. But then um, Pep, you said what the the this key tactic was where I they won. It's because they put the ball in the fridge. <laughs> Whatever that, that means. I know. Yeah, I think I think he meant he just doesn't let other people have the ball. I oh, just let anyone near his fridge. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
Another one, Pep's fridge soup and allergies. <laughs> he, he's also talking about the fact that they work really, really hard off the ball. Yeah, that's one of the points he made as well, which is I felt it felt like it felt like a bit of a date, like Man United, like we worked really, really hard. Yeah, because um, he must look at some of the players, like say, like Greenwood and players like that, that like that could be like really like, like superstars. Mm-hmm. But you must just think like. If you put the hard yards in now, because mm. look how how much Foden's had to earn the right to start yeah. in most of the games mm-hmm. when everyone's been sent to do a seventeen, he's the next best thing. You think of like Jack Wilshere was playing every week for Arsenal that day, so was Fabregas, but like with Pep, he's like held like Foden back so much that now it's just like it's like a like coiled spring, he's just ready to go in every game. Yeah, but um, yeah, they were they were like sensational, but at the same time, it was so easy for them setting off. So United nil, City two. Yeah. Uh, next, let's go to Sunday game. It was West Ham, West Ham three, Liverpool two. Yeah, this was a. I, I think we when they, when they first scored, I'm pretty sure on the prediction show I'd said that I expect an early goal from West Ham and then Liverpool to come on too strong. So they, when West Ham first scores, like, there we go, it's coming in, Mystic Meg, it's coming in. Yeah, and then it was just West Ham were brilliant. Like they were actually so good. They, 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 they tactically, they're one of the first teams I've seen properly cope with Liverpool and, and not just hang on in the game but actually play really really well and like use the space in behind and they look like they were they were meant to be like they look like a top four team yeah they do don't they and I never thought I'd be saying that about West Ham but they you mentioned there they didn't look out of depth against Liverpool they, they matched them like that yeah, it, was, it wasn't as if they, they just hit them on the break three times and scored like they, yeah it was a great team performance and I think a, a lot of West Ham's success is built on Declan Rice some of his stats um, I haven't got them all at the hand but it was like passes interceptions duels tackles he's like number one in every single yeah he's one. so good yeah, yeah between him and him and Suchek as well like the pair of them are, like, are great <laughs> do you like the fact that um, last week I was talking about Edison and Allison, and I said I think that puts to bed the Edison Allison debate Allison is definitely the best Brazilian goalkeeper literally the next week <laughs> he has an absolute <laughs> shocker because I think the first one's his fault the first one, yeah. The second one's his fault as well. Like the Could have done better. The third one, I don't think it was his fault. Like you save some of them, you've got to put your hands somewhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do save no. some but I mean yeah. First I, one definitely, second one should have done better, some keepers would have stopped that, some wouldn't. And the third one I, I don't think you can blame him for that one. But we'll do it anyway. But we'll do it just to make your point. <laughs> um aye. But um it was interesting to see do you see where the where Trent Alexander Arnold played? Obviously he played like full back. See how much he played in the field. Yeah, he played so much, and to the point where a lot of times Jordan Henderson was like playing this out wide. It was really kind of bizarre to see. Like maybe they think that he's so creative, just get him on the ball, just let him float about. Do you think he's trying to show Southgate he can play in the field? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like another thing. Rich James is better than me, so I'll play, yeah, I'll play centre mid. Um, Cresswell red card. Um, Cause that was early on in the game. Was it? Was it just one eight, nil at that point? Eight. I think it was eight minutes in, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, because it's illegal, yeah. So, red card, yes or no? I think now, I think it is a red card now, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think so, yeah. Back in the day, it definitely wasn't. It would have been a... Oh, no, just a robust tackle. Yeah, <laughs> just follow through, like, yeah. it is what it is. Man but and ball. That's it, yeah, as long as you got the ball first, it didn't matter what happened after that. But Nowadays, I think that, and there's a couple of still frames that where he's, like, knee height. I mean, still frames always make it look awful, but... Because it could be happening at any speed. Yeah, he could have run into his foot like. Uh, <laughs> but that the particular still frames are like, really, really bad. But I think now this day and age in the sort of football we have now, yes, that's a red card. Yeah, yeah. Free kick 
Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, so brilliant free kick. Brilliant. Yeah. He's he's so technically good. Um, they like line of the Giants, aren't they? West Ham. Like they must. Have, they've got what Rice, Obona, Antonio, Dawson, Suchek, Zuma. All absolute like <laughs> six foot plus beasts, aren't they? They're so good from set pieces. They're like, they're actually so good. Yeah. Um, the first the first one, obviously the, the, the third goal. Like they they analysed it on um, match of the day. You see it when the sort of the obviously Antonio and the goalkeeper the block the mm-hmm. subtle block on Van Dijk so Zuma gets on the back post like that's it's brilliant isn't it that's, that's like that's textbook work. yeah it's been worked on like your job's to block this man your job's to block this man and yeah they they were really good and a question I'm going to you mate is I, I mentioned this maybe four or five pods ago about the Liverpool defence yeah it's not as solid as it, as it was was it and uh yeah. Look at how, like, last week they slipped two at home to Brighton. They conceded three there. I think I think there's probably some credit got to be given to West Ham to say that they're really good at set pieces. They've scored, what, uh, is it, like, six and, like, five or something, or, or five and six? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, but they're scoring, um, they basically score loads from set pieces. But Liverpool um, are still conceding, though. Yeah, Liverpool are conceding. Um, I think, realistically, I do think Arsenal should save the second goal. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's hard now to to be super consistent, but also score a bunch of goals at the other end of it and be really really solid defensively. I don't think there's any problems. Me really. I just think yeah, that once it, once you get past the press, you can you can have chances against Liverpool if you can get past the press, which they, they it's, did. It's proven you can. You clearly can. Yeah, but how many teams are doing it though? No, like how many teams get that ball in behind the fullbacks and and consistently do it? So few. So um, I don't know. I think they'll be all right. Um, I still think they'll be right, right in amongst it for winning the league. Yeah, um, here's an interesting thing. So West Ham have now beaten Liverpool, City, Man United, Spurs and Leicester. Or would have been people's top six shouts <clears throat> or a bunch of their top six shouts. That's so impressive because we're still so early in the season. Yeah. Well, we're 11 games in. West Ham are they th- fourth? I think they went to the third, didn't they now? Because they went above Liverpool, didn't they? By, was that yeah. right by beating them? We're looking at the table later on today. We're like, they're th- third, third or fourth. Yeah. And... The fact that they've played them, them arguably bigger teams than them, and they're still in that position, like West Ham could could easily be sitting in, in fourth coming into the season. Yeah, I think they definitely could. Last season, they only tailed off towards the end of last season, but they've recruited better. Zuma's a brilliant buy for them. Like, so Obama went off, didn't he injured? But mm. that 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 last year would have been a really struggle for them because. But now Zuma starting to bring Dawson on. Who's a solid centre back as well? So they've they've recruited well. They've got flashes that they brought in as well in, sort of in that attacking midfield area. The team's just grown as a group, though, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they really are. Like Masuaku, he he's, he came off the bench. He used to play for them all the time. They've still got like um, Fredericks at right back as well. Doesn't really get looking at the minute. So they definitely got some depth. Only place is Antonio, isn't it? It's the only problem that you see is probably yeah. If, if he anything happens to him, I know when he got sent off, they made do with um, that false nine thing yeah. they tried, but. Yeah, if, he, if anything happens to him long term, then because he's quick and he's so powerful, he occupies the defender so much, doesn't he? Yeah, and he can get in behind. You can't just go and buy another Antonio tomorrow, can yeah. you? I think it would be interesting to see. At, do you not think Gerard Bowen is like made for Liverpool and Klopp? I'm not trying to sell him for West Ham fans, but do you not think he's like? Obviously, there's players like Suchek and obviously clearly Rice. People all want Rice, so mm-hmm. he's. I can't see Rice staying at West Ham just because. The big fish will come calling at some point, and it'll be hard for unless like. I'm trying to think who would you link that born to sort of similar player 
He's kind of reminds me of a bit of a John I like. He'll probably play up top, probably play wide right, wide left. He'll do all the running. Mm-hmm. I just think he's, I think he's just made for that kind of. You know, like when they had Shakiri, they brought off the I, bench. I, I was, I don't go quite. I was trying to think who was that guy. Who, yeah, yeah Shakiri. They had Shakiri who they brought off the bench and he had scored some important goals. He was mm-hmm. just like that for a bit of rest and rotation. I think Jared Bone will be made for for um, Liverpool. Yeah. Anyway, where? Where next? Chelsea. Chelsea and Burnley. Big yeah. game. Yeah, massive game this. So Chelsea, they kept Pope busy. 25 shots, 70 pem- uh, 70% possession. How would... How he made some absolute quality saves as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange result, this, wasn't it, really? Like, they, they actually did. It wasn't as if, like, it was fair, even that they really did batter, batter um, Burnley and come away with a point. Massive point as well down the bottom. That because I've got a list of all the people who should have scored. There was Silva hit the post. There was Havertz who could have had a couple. There was a uh, Hudson Odoi had one saved. Uh, James could have had one. Uh, H- just Hudson Odoi put one over the bar as well, and so Havertz put one over the bar yeah, for like Havert- six yards out. Havertz was a horrible miss, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, by the way, it's not the miss of the game weekend though. The miss of the game weekend was definitely in the Leeds game, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, on. yeah, we'll get to that one. Um, yeah, I had a bunch of chances, didn't they? Yeah, I thought um, Ross Barkley was pretty poor for for, for Chelsea. He didn't yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in the light, he nearly scored in a worldy the one that was rolled back to him and sort of the Tillemans esque kind of curl on the top by. He nearly scored. That he nearly, one. but that didn't like make it up for his whole performance. Or anything, especially in that yeah. Chelsea team, like chance, someone like Ross Barkley, you're not going to get many chances in that Chelsea midfield. He's never been consistent enough. He's never. He's. He got he his, never he's never gone there in the nah, first place. So he got his move at Everton. He's playing brilliant, uh, brilliant Everton. Got his move there. They've gone for fairly cheap as well, I think. Um, and yeah, he's never. He's never going to play a bunch. He's actually playing more. I think Tuchel's sort of rotating. You know, it's going back. I don't want to go back to the Ollie situation, but if you look at Tuchel, who can manage to give Bartley game time, give. Um, Loftus cheek game time, yeah. Mound, Kovacic, Jorginho, Kante. I mean, that's just the middle of the park for that's them. That's mental how all them players, because you, you see them like, oh yeah, he played, he played, he played, whereas yeah. Man United take Fred McTominay. Yeah, that's all they've played, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, it's, it's and uh, obviously then you go into the wide players, like Hudson Odoi's playing lots of football, so mm-hmm. he's had a few games now. So he's rotating really well. Um, I think Bartley's chances will be limited. He'll he be the one, if you look at Kovacic, Jorginho, uh, Mount, who you probably see plays in that kind of similar role. Um, Ro- Loftus Cheek, who's been brilliant. Um, Did you mention Kante there? Kante, obviously, yeah. And so who's, the, who's the guy they, they loaned in the centre mid? Oh, um, Ro, Ro, was it? Yeah, from. Um, was it, it, was it from? Madrid? Yeah, yeah. One of the Madrid? He, he played, he's got a start in his first game. Give the ball, he had a shock, and never played again, did he? Yeah, he got but, subbed off at half time. I've never yeah. seen him again. That's why I can't think it was. It's, it's Saul something. Yes, that's it, Saul, yeah. Saul. Um, but I, so, yeah, I forgot. I, forgot, I totally forgot about it, to be fair. But, um, but yeah, so I think if, if you're looking at those centre midfielders, you'd probably say Ross Barty is the one that you probably would say you'd see less, really. Um, because <laughs> after the guy was in, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that. But this is classic Burnley, wasn't it? That it, like, I do play some good stuff now and then. And Butler Cena is a really well worked goal. It was humming in the back stick. Yeah. I, Bernie, if they were a film character, they would be Rocky. <laughs> you yeah. just get 
pummeled and battered and look horrible and ugly and shouldn't be getting back up but Samoa just gets back up and just dinks one in you're like where did that come from so it's Sean Dyche Mickey <laughs> every class when he starts wearing a hat at the <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh, when he gets to the winter games if he comes wearing a woolly hat I hope we're making that meme it's going on. <laughs> um, but I mean it's good. it was a good goal to be fair like, but it's just classic Burnley isn't it yeah. I, I, this is why I don't think they'll go down and I said at the start of the season they just have always got a result of this but that's a massive result that going away to Chelsea and get the point Monster, like it's yeah. a monster point. That it's huge. If you consider just like just the bottom down there, that that is. If you want to beat the teams in and around you, and then you go and get a point away to the European champions, yeah. So that would be just result. They nearly won it as well. I know. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Vidra's lob. Yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, you could argue that he should be do better with that. Really. But then but that's when I think you realise that that's a bit of skill. A lot of skillful players were yeah. scored. Then you realise Burnley's are just like lump it and header and. First, yeah, that's why he's got his first goal of the season twenty minutes earlier. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, massive result for that uh, for them. Uh, where do you want to go next, Jan? Um, I think I think we've got to go Palace, mate. I think just because I think you've got to give some some more kudos to Palace. Like and they were sort of singing their praises plenty last week. Um, just to add on a few of those those um, stats, they had sixty percent possession. I know Wolves don't like the ball that much in terms of like they, they, don't, they don't pass it around a whole lot and they mm-hmm. play a lot on the break. <clears throat> but there is no way under Roy Hodgson last season, even though they've added Edouard and they've added Gallagher, but they've hardly added Xavi and Iniesta. Do you, do you <laughs> know what I mean? But the change in that, and I'll go back to it, that is, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's a manager and still in a different philosophy into a set of players that in actual fact you can play football mm-hmm. they're not all awful players if you just give them the opportunity um, Zaha Gallagher they look class Edward looks a, such a good signing yeah I never really heard of him too much I, I know was playing static wasn't he I know like, they, they, they got him um, when they, when he came on he was like he was a, a big sort of signing yeah. for them but kind of went a little bit quiet and I don't know if it's just because it's where he was playing I don't mean any yeah. disrespect but when he came to Palace I had to kind of remind myself who he was again. yeah 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 but he he, he, now he's settled in I know he got the, the first goal when he first came on but like he went quiet for a couple of games he looks like he's finding yeah. his place in the team and in the Prem it looks like he's just sort of um, it's they're the good players for Benteke as well aren't they like yeah. Zaha and Edouard are good players to be around Benteke I still see they've still got um, Ezio to come back as well who I think is like close to fitness they're, they could actually be like comfortably mid-table and like really easily sort of Maybe even like finish like eighth, yeah. something like that. Like they've only lost two from from eleven, and the the list of clubs they've taken points from as well. They're all bit yeah, big clubs as well. Six games unbeaten now as well. Yeah, and it makes you think that Newcastle's pointing away at them. Like that, the two weeks ago was actually a really good point. Good really. point, aye. Um, Thirteen attempts on goal they had. Um, Wolves. This is why I think they'll be mid table. They'll win some games. They'll lose some games. Um, yeah, I was struggling for some notes on Wolves at the point where Jimenez's header, I think, from a free kick. Probably yeah, could have done better. Done them games, like, they'll probably turn up next week and no, oh. not next week because the international break, so there wouldn't be much of a game. Going <laughs> up, definitely but. win though. <laughs> uh, but Gallagher, fourth goal of the season. Like, I know you're not a proper fanboy for him, but yeah. Well, I just definitely wanted to hark back to like the second part where I said Gallagher's going to be a huge signing for Palace. 
Yeah, it's just kind of. You go in the back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode two. Um, let's go to a game which I thought was going to be great. Uh, I think we'll probably discuss it pretty quick because not much happened. Um, Everton nil. Yeah. Spurs nil. They return it. Conte, Rafa needed a, a fight back. Uh, I think we both called a draw for this one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect it to be just so blah. Yeah, it was a bit of a nothing game. I mean, other than the penalty and the uh, penalty shout and the um, red card. But Tottenham have gone nearly four hours in the Premier League without a shot on target. That's Yeah, that is... That's crazy. That so they come in. They've changed the formation. They've been predominantly playing what four three three, and then they've switched up to three four two one, which yeah. means you go to three four three. And Cont, um, he he relied heavily on three three at the back when he was at Chelsea. So you can see he's going back to that style again. Well, um, they're, they're, I think the squad is really made for that story. I think I think the squad. If you think about obviously they've got the three centre halves. They've got Emerson, they've got Regulon, they've also got um, Doherty who they brought in from Wolves. I don't mm. remember the last start of last season, I think it was under Mourinho they brought him. So they kind of they probably are made to be set up that way. Yeah. Um, I think they've got to push them them wing backs into a higher position because of the lack of creativity they have in midfield, like with Hoiberg, Skip, and who's the play in the middle of. Did they play well? in Dumbledore? Did he start this this week? No, he did. he was on the he was on the bench. Um, Winks, not Winks. No, he was on the bench. Well, no, when he were playing three in the midfield, like they were always playing like the, the same. It's <laughs> almost the same player. So up front they had um, Son, Moira, yeah. and behind Kane. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think they, they they pushed on the fullbacks in the sort of the the, the wing back positions yeah. just to try and give that extra creativity uh, for Hoiberg and Skip to be them sort of hold the mid players. Yeah, yeah. So. I think even after game one, you can see what Conte is going to try and do. It's just going to take a, a, a few weeks to to click. I think, yeah, we'll probably get on to... We didn't really talk about the appointment a whole lot, did we, um, in the last preview? I think it's actually such a good appointment for, for them um, in terms of he's a, he's a massive manager. He's probably he's probably too good for Spurs at this moment. Like When he signed for them, I almost thought, is this a club which could dent his reputation yeah that's that's kind of I also think that because there's that meme going on where it's <clears> how many thousands of days since Tottenham's like won a trophy and they, they came third in a two horse race and all, <laughs> yeah. all the stuff which comes with like Tottenham getting stuck into the ribs and when he signed Conte I'm like he's got either a huge pay packet or he's got like a huge set because that's a bold move for him and he said he wants to come in and win stuff and Tottenham, it's, with that team, I don't think you're going to win anything this, this season. Or nah, you, might have a, you might beat a few teams in a, go on a cup run, but yeah, it, I, I do. I thought the exact same thing. I thought like, is this? Are we going to find out how good of a manager he? Because he yeah. likes to come in, put like two or three finishing touches on it, sprinkle a little bit of magic on a team. Yeah, by spending two hundred million. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he likes to spend. He likes to go and buy players. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Marie, like, kind of old Mourinho where you just come in yeah. and spend big in the transfer market, drive team, drive a sort of team to a certain standard, win something, and then and go, and then, then go. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. They're not winning anything anytime soon. I don't think that Spurs side. But it also it really does prove like the era in which unless unless Conte was holding out for another job. Yeah. Why on earth didn't they just get him in the summer? What was the point in the Nuno experiment? It was, it was, it just didn't make any sense, really, did it, to to go and get Nuno? 
Okay. And then now eight. What is it? Eight, is it eight games? I sacked him after that. Eight or nine games? I sacked him. No, no. Yeah, ten yeah. games. Yeah, was, was, it, was it ten games? Was it? Yeah. So sat him after ten games. Is that many seconds you lose track of what, <laughs> no, what, what's happened? Is it is it quarter of the league? Because I was only I was only uh, last last week, wasn't it? That's all news. That's all news. There's been two more people sacked. <laughs> yeah, um, but it just it it really just highlighted the fact how much of a bad decision that was, and not not just two things to not get him in the summer and yeah. to not get Nuno but wasn't I might be paraphrasing this, but didn't Conte say he turned it down because he was still emotionally attached to his previous job and wasn't in the right right place to to take it on then something along them lines which should leave, should leave the door open eh? which he's not going to back but leave the door open basically what he means look they're coming off for an extra couple of million <laughs> that's what he means yeah. do you reckon there'll be uh, do you reckon there'll be um uh, sort of headline of the sun showdown talks Levy and Conte have showdown talks on like January the 1st when <laughs> when apparently there's Nemo money to spend actually we were only joking when we said he could give you 200 million yeah you got 40 million yeah, I could say he's 10 <laughs> yeah but you got to sell Harry Kane oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. then City coming off with 25 million for yeah I will take it yeah. but yeah so I reckon that'll, that it'll be interesting to see that play out in the, uh, in the January transfer window because he'll want cash mm-hmm. and they'll need cash if they've got any aspirations of getting in Europe or at least oh, that, that club needs it sounds daft but needs overhaul and like they need to create a midfielder desperately like they've got to find yeah. I still feel at the back they look weak they need that, that, that centre half which they can build a defence around um, Lloris is looking past his best so yeah. Romero could be he, Romero could fit in that sort of back three because I think he played there didn't he mm-hmm. um Matt now I think is that right and he played in that back three there so he probably would be well suited to to, um, to Conte so it'll be interesting to see that but obviously we had we had Ben on last week as a Spurs fan and he, yeah. and he was saying that one of the issues is that they're not selling players the right time at the right time so they're hanging on hanging on to try and get top money for them and mm-hmm. then they're sort of past their peak so um, yeah it'll be interesting to see how that pans out but yeah oh I just want to go into that really quickly was that a pen Richardson uh, when the gets the ball, or oh, doesn't get the ball, might get the ball. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was a penalty. And like even looking back at the the VAR, I'm like it's still a penalty. Aye, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Then I watched, I watched all, every other pundit would be like, yeah, he gets the ball, Mike. I couldn't when? see it. Yeah, I saw the change angle, but I'm like, I just looked like a penalty all day long. And I wrote down here like VAR pen reverse. I thought that's a huge decision to make because it, it was against the home team and yeah, and it just didn't seem like the right. Because so you give the pen, yeah. And then VR pulled them back. Yeah, so clear, clear and obvious. I'm not sure. There's this thing at the minute where basically, if you go to the monitor, it's a hundred percent guaranteed to overturn a yeah. decision, which just has to be scrapped because VR only intervene in clear and obvious. But what I'm saying is, this is clear and obvious. Go look, but it's clear and obvious. So good. Like that's, what, that's what it feels like. Yeah. What's the point in going looking? Because everyone's turning over. So I think it was, a, and also for Charleston then, like had a chance to score. Yeah. But obviously they blew the whistle, so like I wrote down when you mentioned Richardson. Then I wrote down Richardson attitude. Oh, right, he's, I just don't like him as a player. Like right. with, with his diving about, and like when he went for that, um, he went up to was it was it Romero? He went up and he kind of the heads just oh, kissed yeah. each other, and he went down like you're being shot by a sniper, and then he gets back up angry. I'd, when he got subbed off earlier on the season, like I'd, we asked him who the, who the biggest whinge was earlier on the season, didn't we? And are you now firmly in the Richardson camp? Yeah. Just don't like him. He is like he's got an awful attitude, hasn't mm. he? Um, Holgate, um, Holgate, red card. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
again that would have been 10 years ago it's full blooded but now it's yeah now it's you dangerous you're just playing with passion yeah but now it's like yeah like breaker yeah definitely uh, next let's go down south we go all the way down south Brighton yeah. Brighton Newcastle um, <clears throat> so this was a game of two halves wasn't it Alright, well, it was a game of like about sixty minutes and then thirty more minutes in the end. But um, yeah, because yeah, Brighton. I mean, as good as Brighton were, they did everything you expect them to do in the first half. Kept the ball really, really well. Uh, Newcastle were unbelievably passive in the game first half, um, to the point where, like in my thirties now and kids and like job and all that, so you don't. I don't really get angry at the football anymore. Like I used to when I was like seventeen. Yeah, like, it ruined my weekend. I don't get up. But I was actually furious watching that game. I was like, this is so bad to watch from a Newcastle point of view. It was it was just so little effort, wasn't it? It was so bad. And Brighton, uh, considering... Th- this is a point you've mentioned a few times. Brighton looked like all Brighton, where they just couldn't finish anywhere in clinical. Yeah. Like they had so much possession. They should have gone on, realistically, a 3 or 4 nil up at half-time. And they went up. 1-0 from penalty, which had to be... be it was dubious, uh, wasn't it, really? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's a penalty. It is a penalty. It's Kieran Clark should never be diving in, Aye, like, awful. tackling thigh versus thigh and penalty. <laughs> like, what on earth are you doing? But, yes, somehow, like, how Brighton didn't see us see, up in the first half. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you say that um, there should have been three or four, but they didn't really create all that many chances. They had chances to have chances, if that makes... Like, I know, had, yeah. It's hard to explain, but like, if, if unless you sort of kind of really watch Brighton play but you have a lot of these kind of good areas where you think the final pass or the final ball or the right decision but for how many times they had the ball around our 18 yard box it's like how did you not create which is basically the first half yeah <laughs> all the first half um, yeah um, it is I reckon second half it's as if somebody's gone in Newcastle by the way any house in the crowd by the yeah. way we should, maybe, <laughs> we should maybe start playing yeah. but um, I think it's a I'd have taken that as a Newcastle fan. Um, Point before that game, I'd snap your hand off. Yeah, absolutely. There, there were improvements in, from, from Newcastle in, 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 yeah. in, in, I think, two points. Clearly tried to pass the ball from the back a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It clearly, it wasn't just... You know, we used to play a lot of Joel Linton and long to Joel Linton. We obviously would try to play it out from the back a little bit more. Um, clearly had a few phases of pass away. I just don't think we'd have done that under Bruce. I think they'd gone long. <clears throat> and... Um, clearly look a fitter side than we were two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Definitely. I think that's unquestionable. Mm-hmm. We'd have faded in this game a month ago and would have conceded two or three more. So I think from, from Newcastle point of view, that is a good point. The best thing about this game is that is the best red card you've ever seen from, from a Brighton point of view. Yeah. In terms of taking that, like you take the booking, but that's like, that's like the ultimate taking a red card because, yeah, being sent off, but I just saved two points. And... And then Shelby goes and just yeah floats the so anyone hasn't seen it um, Wilson's put through like 90th minute one on one with the keeper <clears throat> skips past the keeper the keeper like puts his, his his leg out delicately and just clips Wilson's heel it's not aggressively he's like look I'm not going to try and hurt you I know I'm going to get sent off but like you're not scoring <laughs> yeah so there's a free kick 25 yards out um, substitutes are being, making, being is it, made sorry is it dunk goes in nets dunk goes and goal like it's comical like his teammates help him get the gloves on and he's <laughs> the keeper top on he looks like a fish out of water stood in the goal and everyone's like just blasted up just take a touch just launch get a shot on target and 
This is where Newcastle just lose their heads or Shelby loses his head. Just feints the ball out as if they're going to try and get across from a header. Launches across the box, gets cleared out, and for the next seven minutes of injury time, Newcastle don't manage a shot on target. Was been centre off five minutes yeah. ago. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a distance out, so don't mind him not shooting because it was quite far out. But just like whip it in, just yeah. make, just like make the keeper come and punch it. Or just like, just make the keeper save it. Like make a move. <laughs> it was just. He probably oh, it's the worst free kick and he was getting absolute pelters on social media and he, he was still getting them I saw this morning some, uh, and you got so far on Twitter just saying after the weekend still can't get over his free kick that <laughs> <laughs> oh, was oh. so bad but all in all good point for Newcastle I would think Brighton will definitely think that's two points drop 100% definitely 100% you kind of play Newcastle the way they've been playing and think anything but three points and, it, and that's why I say it wasn't especially it? home as well yeah and uh, absolutely I think um, the reason I said it wasn't a tail of two halves because natural fact Brighton were, were really really good for the first like 50 minutes of the second half yeah. as well um, but yeah where you want to go now mate I think we've got to go to uh, the, the game which involved the second as well um, Brentford 1 Norwich 2 yeah <clears throat> so yeah Br- Brentford full of losses mate but came around last week when I was like what if if um, the pressure might be on. Nah, Norwich will beat Brentford. <laughs> and I think I said the same. I was like, nah, it's not going to happen. But if right. anyone's a new listener, um, we have some running jokes that's going on. And one of mine was at the start of the season, I picked Brentford to go down. Yanis uh, got stuck into us because Brentford had such a good start and everyone was enjoying Brentford. And I referred Brentford to, um, <clears throat> to being similar to Blackpool back in the was it 12 13 season when yeah, they came yeah. up. And they were everyone's favourite second team and they were just. Everyone was excited because he just went and attacked anyone they didn't care who they were playing. He just went at everybody. Uh, and I still stuck by my guns and brought out some stats where Blackpool didn't fall into the bottom three until game 34, 35 of the season. And then Brentford, they might even get the relegation spot before then. Yeah, maybe. They've got a big game next week, actually, haven't they? But um, Crow made some good saves, didn't he, in this? They had, they had yeah. plenty of shots. Um, to be fair, they had 19 attempts and 64% possession. But then this is where Frank comes out again and for four interviews and is like, we did this, this was great, this was, the, this was great. And I understand as a manager you've got to look at the positives, but when you've lost four on the bounce, you kind of be like, just high-fiving everyone still. <laughs> yeah. I think in this game, I think in this game, had he not came out and said the similar thing previously, I'd have probably agree with him because I actually think that they should have easily won this game. I think they... they were, I think, but, but isn't it Norwich at home you got beat. Yeah, that's a bad result. It's, it's probably the worst result you can get in the Premier League right now. Get yeah, beat at home to Norwich. Yeah, ever. <laughs> worst ever Premier League result. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I think, Krul makes a bunch, of, a bunch of saves and then, yeah, they go and nick a couple of goals. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk too much about the game, it's just more what came after. Like, yeah, Daniel Fark getting sacked. Fark getting sacked. He, he didn't even look too, too bothered when he got, when he got, um, the, the victory so he got told before the game like look nah nah, nah I don't if you see his post-match interview he talks about like using it as a platform and like you know he's not like thanking people or anything he's more like he's talking about how it's it's good important for the group important for our confidence it's important for us sort of development as a team <laughs> the um, group not our group <laughs> <laughs> the group yeah um, but I mean they've had some absolutely they've had a dreadful run haven't they in terms of what is it like I think it's 49 
It's 49 um, matches so far. In, um, in the last 20 Premier League games, they've um, they've amassed four points um, and conceded 49 goals and scored four pre this pre this game. So had they had they already had them lined up for the sack, it's probably because of that. Yeah, first first win in 20 was it for them? Yeah, bonkers. So and it, the international break up is a massive part in why they're getting sacked as well. Yeah, get a new manager in. That's it. I, any of the business we're going to be going over the the, the manager, so we won't go too much into that right, right now. Um, next thing, the next three games we can probably build through pretty quickly. We have got Arsenal. They were they beat Watford one nil. Yeah, the uh, best the best thing about this game is the fact that Arsenal didn't give the ball back to Watford. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Danny Muslim passed it out, and they were like, "No, nah, we'll just put it on." Yeah, <laughs> no power. The can you're catching it at the back post. Not, yeah. not for Arsenal. And then they'll actually come out and like create another foul, which I think was more the point to argue about with that goal. Yeah, Massar gets absolutely flat and catches <laughs> a free kick all day. It's not like malice. It's not like maybe a yellow card. It's just a free kick. It's just a free kick. Yeah. it's just the rules of football. <laughs> <laughs> the ref doesn't doesn't pull it. And yeah, I think um, in fact, actually, the best thing about this is Obama Yang. So you missed the pen. And then he uses his like faintest stud touch of uh, Erdogan's shot that was already going in to then disallow that goal from being offside. So when Erdogan <laughs> lay on, he has a shot, and Aubameyang is offside. If he leaves it, goes in. But if he doesn't leave it, he touches it. So he's missed the pen, and then he's just basically made a goal offside. Um, but Arsenal, yeah, looking pretty good. Um, Smith Rowe, Saka, I've seen it every week. Uh, I don't think Smith will have his best game for them really to be fair Saka looked brilliant again but they're looking like a pretty decent side yeah comical red card for Watford yeah Kuchar yeah is he not like the most um, easily he's must be the easiest person to dislike in the Premier League surely yeah he I watch like, him and I just think like, oh my god, I hate to play against you. He looks like one of the stereotypical bad guys you see like in any <laughs> film. <laughs> so by henchman, any film you've ever seen, think what the bad guy looks like, and that's him. Yeah, like, he's not a speaking part. <laughs> he's not, and he's not going to be. Uh, he's going to be killed off late on. Yeah, halfway through the film, you, you'll kill him. But yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's the henchman. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we go to Leeds, <laughs> Leeds mate. So Leeds drew one all with Leicester. Yeah. Rafinha scored a free kick identical to the one he scored against Newcastle. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where it just drifts in from, from the far right, 25 yards out. It's one where no one gets ahead on it. The keeper's dives late because he's waiting for the, the touch or the header and no one touches it and it drifts in the, the far post. Kind of what Shelby probably should have done. Yeah. Just kick it towards goal, Shelby. Um, <laughs> Shelby even kicked the wrong direction. <laughs> but anyway. Uh like Leeds would be lost out of Fina, wouldn't they? He's like so so good for them. Um I'd worry for Leeds in a in a way because like they just look like they're they look like they are um under pressure a little bit now, snatching at chances a lot like and like that ch- the Harrison miss when he's like under the crossbar. <sighs> yeah. I'm sure he's in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's actually <laughs> behind the line yeah, he, and clears it. He's yeah. VR like checking to make sure he didn't Cleave it off the line or behind the line, but how will that one? Yeah, um, as well, when you're most vulnerable when you just scored. Yeah, I'm sure like half the players and the fans are still like celebrating and singing, and Ashley Barnes. Uh, Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes, so yeah, with great finish. 
Yeah, really good goal, by the way, yeah. Was but, that one of them balls where you think you were meant to be across and like the last second was like, no, let's put a bit more whiz on it and see if I can get in there. The I reckon he's just thought, cut it side here, blast it towards the back stick, there's full in the top bag. It was just such a good goal. Um, like I say, yeah, I, I would worry. Do you see the um, the Vardy offside, the, the header for the, the armour, Vardy's header, and the still frame that they took for, for like the VAR, the ball actually left. So Vardy fixed it on and it gets put in the back stick and it gets this level of VAR, but the still frame they used for the VAR for the lines, the ball had left Vardy's head. So technically it was like one frame beyond. Yeah. He took it a frame back. He was probably onside. It was a bit of a strange Does one. Does this that. look when he scored? For the yeah, 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 the back stick eye. So, because I put it down as well and this is where VAR, you've got, I suppose you've got to, I don't want to say a draw line somewhere because that's the job of VAR. <laughs> But he stood behind the player. It's his arm which is offside, and like it's one of the ones like him as a person is not offside. Yeah. He just happens to be sticking his arm out, so like the line comes off his arm, so his arm's offside. But, yeah, but him as a player is not offside. So the, you're you're not meant to be offside for any. It's only a body part you can score with. So technically, you can't score with your arm. So but his arm's offside. But you shouldn't be able to score. You cannot. You can't score your arm because it would be disallowed for handball. So I agree. That's yeah. That's why it's called football. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just think more, even worse than that, was the fact that they clearly the frame they used. I mean, everyone would be offside if you like if the ball had left their foot ten minutes ago. They would all be offside. But it's with the still frame they used. The ball had left only by like a, I don't know, like half a foot or something. Mm. But that's enough in the speed of football for you to be onside versus offside. So yeah. yeah. Bit of a strange one that. Um, uh, last game. Got anything else you want to mention? That no, no, no. I think, I think it's everything. Got Southampton Villa. That was the the Monday night, and oh, I watched this game. It was a bit of a hard hard watch. There wasn't much going on with it. Yeah. Armstrong took his goal well. Um, Villa five losses on the bounce, which has cost Dean Smith his job. Yeah. Uh, again, we will discuss managers in more depth later, later on in any other business. The only other point I got from this is your man Ralph. He seems to be Ralph Hasenhutl. Yeah, yeah, good King, manager, King Ralph, and he stomped on the pitch and he's suiting the white trainers and absolutely. Yeah, he's looking sharp as that. You know, he went suiting white trainers. You know, you can manage. <laughs> um, and the only thing I'd say on this is as well is the El Ghazi. Um, how is El Ghazi? So he gets, he's got, he follows somebody early on, gets booked for it, then definitely follows somebody later on that you definitely see as a booking, and then dives. Like the most honking yes, dive yeah. ever. Sure, yeah. four yellow cards. Never <laughs> mind, like how he didn't get sent off, and then he nearly scores an absolute. I mean, it's a fairly comfortable save, but mm-hmm. if it goes like a foot past, like if it goes a foot past the goalkeeper, <laughs> <laughs> so if the ball goes past the keeper and he doesn't save it, it's a goal. But you know what I mean. Hey, we you should t- start teaching that. <laughs> you should be manager. Yeah. When he turns on the edge of the box and, and, and smash, it's a comfortable save, but it could have easily flown at the top bag and then. You would be raging as a player that should have been sent off twice by the time. But he definitely should have been sent off. I mean, the dive. That's got a red card anyway, that. It was awful, that. But, um, yeah, we'll get to Dean Smith later on. But good result, that for, massive result for, that for Southampton, by the way. Yeah. Huge. Because they're three, un, three unbeaten now. Yeah. Two wins as well, so, yeah. That's it, I think. Is that everything done? That's everything done, mate. Okay, so any other business, uh, we're just going to ch- talk all managers. Yeah. There's loads going on, and that five managers gone now. Yeah, quarter of the league. That is nuts, considering we're only, what, 11 games in, quarter of the managers have lost their jobs already. 
So somebody shared to our one of our group chats um, yeah. the um, sort of the the record of managers being sort of moving on in a day. Uh, sorry, in a, in, a, in a season. Sorry, and to be on five already is is a lot. I think the record yeah. was was it eleven? The record. 11 changes in, in the one season which is the 15-16 season oh and then there was a, there's a bunch of like 17-18 um, 13-14 12-13 11 10. so there's a bunch of um, seasons that have had 10 managerial changes yeah but only once had 11 I think we'll break that 11 games in 11 well let, let's discuss because what well, was it the past couple of weeks we've been talking about managers coming and going mm-hmm. um, and how many of these did we actually call so Munez caught everyone off guard. Going back to the, the first one. Um, Aye, but in reality, we should have. Shouldn't have. We should have. Yeah. Steve Bruce, that was always always coming. Yeah. Sand um, Nuno. Um, it, it, that was a difficult one to call. I think over the season he probably would have gone, where he just wasn't the right man for the job in yeah. the first place. And then you got um, Daniel Fark. Daniel Fark went. Uh, Smith went the following following day. Yeah. So, I I think all of them at the start of the season, you you could pass Smith. Smith caught me off guard. Yeah, and it Smith, wasn't until he gives these stats. So, do you want to talk maybe Villa first? Yeah, so he, so he took over f- um, from Bruce, didn't he? So, Bruce got um, punted when they were sort of languishing in mid-table in, in the championship. Uh, he took over then, got them promoted st- straight away that season. Um, got them to a League Cup final. Obviously, had a sort of a, a decent season, um, kept them in the league, and then obviously didn't kick on this season. But in twenty twenty one, they have lost eighteen losses in twenty twenty one, and only four four wins. I think they've been spread over the two seasons. I've, I've kind of missed that. Yeah. I bet a lot of people have to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. I think you've mentioned it last week. Like I thought he had more credit in the bank with what he's done with them and how they've. So Grealish and bought a new players, but then with the new players, he said, "Oh, it's taken a while to settle." It's still three months you've had with them. It's what November, and you've had them since August. He's also helped them cultivate some youth coming through. They've got that Ben Johnson at, at fullback. Um, Ram- Ramsey, yeah, Ramsey, yeah. Obviously, Grealish is a super talent and stuff, but he's probably been instrumental in getting him. I think. I think the way the credit in the bank was because. Villa fans were probably dreaming of the fairy tale of Dean Smith, Villa fan, local lad, Villa fan, mm-hmm. Jack Grealish, local lad, yeah. captain, taking them off to the sort of bright lights of European football, but the bubbles burst because it's football, it doesn't really happen that. Um, so I think <clears throat> it's funny, I was reading a lot of stuff on Twitter um, and I was reading about pundits saying to shock, you know credit in the bank as we were saying but Villa fans saying this has been coming we haven't been very good and for the last in 2021 we've been mm-hmm. awful so a lot of people are saying good because he's a club legend and he will always have a place in Villa Hearts for getting it back in the Premier League and mm-hmm. and everything else but in reality it's probably it's probably due a change really that's a you know, I think that's a really big job that, so that is a good job that and so- so there's three names popped uh, the shortlist straight away, um, Stephen Gerrard, uh, yeah. which I think he'd be he'd be mental to take that job. I don't think he should be taking the Villa job, staying, learn his tr- trade, learn his craft in Scotland, get a couple more 
seasons in the belt. Like he's obviously got a good thing going there with Rangers. Yeah. But just only skills as being like a, a manager, and uh, maybe get a bit of European experience with with Rangers as well. And then, I think it, it's destined to take over at Liverpool at some point. Where it's after Klopp, or maybe one of the changes. Don't see why he needs to come into Villa. Then personally, um, your mate Ralph. Ralph absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he's been mentioned on the shortlist, but Southampton to Villa, is it much of a change? Well, yeah, it is because so Southampton are a massive selling club, so they they essentially they stay afloat by selling players, uh, and when the players they sell them in a the pump, and then they move on and they, they bring other players in. Whereas Villa aren't a selling club. Yes, they sold Jack Grealish, but when Man City coming off your hundred millions, you sell anyway. Yeah. Except Harry Kane, apparently. But um, <laughs> but um, so. I think I think the Villa job is a really good job. I'm chuffed a bit to that Newcastle. We'll get on to Eddie Howe in a minute, but I'm chuffed that we had that signed, it sealed, and sort of delivered. Yeah, because Villa's way more attractive than yeah. I think Newcastle right now. They haven't got the money that Newcastle have got in terms of the backing, but they've got plenty of cash. They are yeah, yeah. super rich, um, and they've got a really good squad. I think. Um, and yes, and they're missing the talisman of Grealish. Yeah, but. That happens all the time in football and clubs will get over it and then and they'll move on and they'll grow that so I think that that is a really good job for somebody that and the other name which is the, the favourite on the list right now is, is Kasper Huelman the, um, he's the manager of Denmark ok and uh, he was obviously took Denmark to the semi-finals yeah. especially after the what happened to Ericsson in the first yeah. game and they were minutes away from getting knocked out and people describe him as the, the Danish pep there from you his, go from so his press and the way he's got a team's passing so so have the Alpine Klopp and the Danish Pep yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah um, the I heard Lampard getting mentioned I've heard Lampard for Norwich for yeah but not, but not with oh is that oh yeah you're right actually yeah I think you're right yeah I've heard Lampard for Norwich we'll get, into, we'll get into the Norwich in a second but with them with them three there I don't think but then maybe you've just persuaded with, with Ralph like if Southampton's a selling club, which you're right in saying. Maybe Villa could be a, a step up. Yeah, I, well, that's a massive step up. I, I, I think I really like Ralph Hassan Hootel. I think he's a really good manager. I think that he you aren't hiding it often at, uh, at Southampton. No matter how how well you do there, you're never going to progress. Yeah. Really, you're never going to. You know, if you look at Pochettino and he had it and stuff, it's the exact same thing. They get good players and they'll move them on. If you look at some of the players that play in the Premier League now, like Van Dijk, Mane, yeah, like those <clears> kind of players. Um, that left there, so yeah, I think that would be that would be a really good fit. I think. Um, I think the only player Southampton never saw was Matt Letitia. <laughs> Probably because he never wanted to go. Um, <laughs> should Dean Smith got the sack? Yes or no? Not yet. I would have given him a few more games. Would you personally? So would I. I would have given him a few more games. So. But no. now, are we are we doing the exact same thing that other fans did to sort of Newcastle and Bruce when we're like we've got to get rid of Steve Bruce and other fans are like well I think you should give him a few more games are we doing the same thing with Dean Smith? He got some credit and he got promoted didn't he? A promoted League Cup fight no League Cup final. But then they've, they've got like a, what, a dozen points so far so yeah it's not as if the code red like they're not playing the best the stats you give maybe five losses in a row. Let me ask, code amber or something. <laughs> Not quite red, it's like diluted red. <laughs> but no, I, me personally, I would give him one or two more games. Fair. Um, what would you have done? I would have sat them straight. No, I wouldn't have. I'd <laughs> give him a couple more games as well, I think, personally. Okay. Next, uh, let's go to, to Norwich. and Daniel Fark yeah. um, finally gets his win. 
gets sacked a few hours afterwards. Yeah. That's what makes me, th the decision was already made regardless of the Absolutely. result today. And the club have given the kiss of death, they backed him a few weeks before. They've said that they think they can get out of it. Um, Farkas, the Farkas, the man to lead them out of it. Gets the win, now gets sacked. And this is, a, is this a statement from Norwich saying that we want to change the policy of being like a top 26 club? Uh, and really think they can generally get out of relegation, or is this Norwich just sacking them because they feel like they cannot do the same again? Because really, <laughs> if the, if Norwich expect to go back down, Daniel Farkas got him out of the Championship twice. He's the ideal manager to go back down and bring him back up again. So why sack him? <clears throat> so the reason I think they have to sack him is because he's not le he's not they haven't changed anything. They haven't learnt from the mistakes of the year before. They're still conceding. Budgicals are still way too open. They still try and play this fluid football, but it doesn't work in the Premier League, so they get pulled apart. So the exact same mistakes that they made last season, they're making all over again this season. So it's all going well saying he's the perfect person to get them promoted, which I agree with. I think you, you know, he knows the club, he knows the players, and clearly, clearly, is very good. And what, got ninety-seven points or something last season, didn't they? The yeah. promotion so run. Like, might get a phone call back in the summer. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> might do I. But um, but yeah, I still think they'll go down. But it's the risk if they go down again Daniel Fart brings them back up again they just do this all over again yeah I don't know but then if you I mentioned this a few times if you if your your mission statement your goal whatever it is is to be the top 26 club why be upset if you get relegated for yeah no, you're, I still, agree. you're still hitting your goal <laughs> yes. we're relegated everyone's like high five and like cheese and, oh brilliant we came 20th we're still in the top 26 yeah it's almost like a free ticket, like get in whatever happens this season, we're still the top twenty six. Yeah. The only name linked with them, which I've um been doing some digging and listening to a few um um pundits and, and a few reporters, there's only been Frank Lampard's name that I've seen that's linked with Norwich so far at the current time of us recording this on, on Monday. But I can't see why would Frank Lampard wanna wanna get involved with Norwich. I know he wants to get back into into managing in the Premier League. But is this the right club? The way their clubs are getting, there'll be another job up in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Well, I think the jury's hugely out on Lampard. If you're saying Lampard's not in the mix for the Villa job, there's a reason he's not in the mix for the Villa job. I, I don't... But well, do you think he did a good job at Chelsea? He no. wasn't allowed to sign players, like you brought youth players. I don't, for one season. The next season, they went and spent £250 million. They brought in Silva, um, Havertz, Ziyech, Werner, um and a bunch of others that I could forget. Spent badly there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Havertz is the big letdown. 70 odd million of Havertz. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, th well, I think he's a good player, but just yeah. 70, if you spend 70 million, you want to sit in your bench like Sancho. That's how you spend 70 yeah. million. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I, I think the jury's out on Lampard, personally. Lampard I, got that job 10 years too early in his career, though. Yeah. He's managerial career. Like, he should be managing that he, sort of side. He did an okay job at Derby. But he had like players like Mason Mountain stuff on loan and some quality players with him, and he got yeah he got them into the playoffs, didn't he? That's pretty much what he did. Um, so uh, and then he went got the Chelsea job, which was yeah like you say too far, uh, too soon, way too soon. So, so who, who else do you bring in though? Because Norwich can't realistically think they're going to be staying up. No. Like, do they just want to bring a manager and that's going to make them hard to get beat? Look like they put up a challenge where. Do you get rid of him at the end of the season? 
Why should I bring Neil Warnock again? He's just I was going to say Neil Warnock's been sacked from Borough, hasn't he? Sacked by Borough. You know, any club he manages is going to be horrible and gritty to play against. He's not. He's like managed what four hundred teams. He's been yeah. He's got like five thousand games under his belt. Like he's not. He'll quite happily twenty-seven promotions and twenty relegations. Even <laughs> he comes in, he's like another relegation. Norwich get relegated. He's not bloody arsed at all, is he? Like, no. So. Well, he's walk around with his little bum bag on, with his pictures of himself in. Have you seen that? He's got a little, he's got a little fanny pack that he has on, and he takes out his pictures of himself and just signs them. I quite, I quite like the one actually. It's not as much as a manager, but as a character for, for yeah. football. Yeah. But I don't. I have no idea who takes that job because they're not going to spend cash. The resign, the resign are going down, and like a manager, you're going to tarnish your career. But is it is it not fair to say that they'll be definitely in line for? The best of the rest in the championship, or they're going to be the, or you can easily win that league end. They've proved that they'll spend forty nine million this, yeah, this window. They'll so, so they'll not not spend cash, and they've got a better squad going down now than they had going up. Mm-hmm. So, is it not a good championship manager? Could take a punt on that. I don't know. Maybe, so I, but I can't see. I don't know why Lampard would go there, or why Norwich would want Lampard personally. Yeah, I don't see that matchup. Is Dan still on the market though? <laughs> And then Eddie Howe um, yeah. being announced as Newcastle manager. Yeah, contrary to what some people may say that Newcastle fans are disappointed with this, everyone I know is absolutely delighted. I've changed your mind because a few weeks ago <clears throat> I said on the pod, if I heard it was Eddie Howe, I wouldn't have the sort of like mm. the the buzz. The wow factor. Yeah, but now maybe... How factor, would you say? The how factor. Oh, we get that put in a t-shirt, yeah, and that'll sell, <laughs> sell, sell millions to the listeners. So... I think after having a few weeks of like the honeymoon period gone over, realising we're still like in a dogfight, we're not going to get the managers attracted that we wanted to. I never thought we were going to go and buy any like world beaters in January, but I thought we might have got a better manager. But now looking at it, Eddie Howe is a good sign, and I think yeah. Um, and even worst case, if we go back down, he's got experience in the championship as well. Yeah, got team promoted from the league. Yeah, they were minus 17 points, is that right? When they had, um, because of um, administration, and then he survived in that league, um, and he got, was it three promotions in seven years? Um, and he won, he won like the, um, the F, is it the um, Football League Manager of the Decade Award? Longer than not too many, too often, do they? <laughs> yeah. Mean? Uh, can't, get, can't win one of them every year. Exactly. So yeah, I, I think I, I think Eddie Howe. I was delighted with Howe. In fact, I was more happy with Howe Eddie Howe than I would have been with um, Unai Emery. Although I think Unai Emery is a better caliber of manager. Clearly, I think he he would be the manager you get in like in two years' time. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, who who can get us into the top six and to get us into Champions League football, potentially win a cup. That's but Eddie Eddie Howe now. He's good at galvanising players. He's young. He's exciting. He wants to play progressive football. The whole club will probably get a lift of, of passing the ball forward. Yeah. And you heard like sort of um, Zaha's comments. Uh, about Vieira. Yeah, yeah, about Vieira just saying we're now passing the ball, trying to create chances. Eddie Howell and still that. He's got a couple of weeks now to to work with with um, with the, the squad throughout the, the international break, which will be massive for for Newcastle. And then there's few big games coming up we've got Brentford, Brentford Arsenal, Norwich. and then Norwich yeah yeah. 
Uh, I think the three next home games, if I'm right, are Brentford, Norwich and Burnley. And Massive. I think mean, Arsenal is in the middle of there somewhere. So we win three of them four, we've got the relegation, right? Yeah, huge, huge. Um, but yeah, I think all in all, it's a good appointment. I'd be amazed. I know we haven't checked like sort of um, social media or, or um, Sky Sports or anything, but I'd be amazed if um, if by tomorrow a Norwich manager isn't unveiled, or at least the yeah, because you want somebody to come in and get amongst that two week or whatever it is of, of yeah international window. That's the whole reason why they've got rid of him now. So um, yeah, but all in all, Fark should he have gone. Yes. Dean Smith, you still saying? Yes. Well, you said yes, you said no two minutes ago. Um, sorry, I, I'm, I'm thinking ahead to. Yeah. I would have given him a few more a few more games. But yes. But, but yeah. <laughs> a, few more, a few more games. I think I had a bit more credit in the banks. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> a few more games, but yes, I can. <laughs> the ruthless owner. <laughs> but I'm not going to slack him. I'm slacking him. <laughs> You're doing a good job, but you sucked. <laughs> but when it, when it comes to managers, though, do, you, do you think this has become more the, the the norm now, where the manager comes in and it's very rare for the last two seasons? Yeah, absolutely. This is absolutely the norm now. Like you have a bad run of six weeks, mm-hmm. and someone's gone. Yeah, it can be. As, um, it can be as short as that. This is why I don't. I don't. I don't understand the whole my United Ollie thing that they, that they want a manager for for years and years and years and they want somebody like they, they, they seldom exist anymore they don't they, you know they're, they're so few and far between now that these managers are managing more than sort of five games yeah. sort of five seasons it's more it's more likely to have an impact manager coming in for three four seasons and yeah you may have to go and spend the transfer market again to replace a couple of players that left when they left or, or a couple of players that aren't right for the next manager or whatever but that's that's part and parcel of football now. Um, unless you've got a blank check with like Pep to keep him happy every every season, so he goes and buys whoever he wants every season. That's that's the only. Or you've got a club who's got like a project on. And mm-hmm. So I've, I've got a staff for you um, to add to your Ollie Old campaign. Yeah. So Solshire is now responsible for twenty one percent of all Man United's losses in the Premier League at Old Trafford no way so that is that is an outrageous so, stat listen to that again 21% of Man United's <clears throat> home defeats in Premier League history have come under Solskjaer and here's the numbers to back it so lost Brian Giggs played 3 lost 1 terrible Moyes played 16 lost 6 Um, Big Louie remember yeah Louis Red Army yeah 38 Games lost five. Uh, Mourinho played forty six, lost four. Oli played fifty five, lost thirteen. Ferguson played four hundred and five and lost thirty four. It was like eight percent or something. Ferguson lost. That's outrageous. That isn't it. So yeah, if you think about that, Mourinho, Mourinho, and Mourinho's pretty solid as well. He he he's always sort of. Um, had home form behind him, like Chelsea especially. He went like unbeaten for like X amount of years at Stamford Bridge. But that is, they are damning numbers for um, Ollie. Yeah. In the middle of that, they went on like a twenty-game away winning streak, where they continue to go then win. But still, but Old Trafford was a place where people were like, not scared to go to, but you just wrote it off. 
Yeah. If you got a win, it was a sorry. If you got a draw, it was like a, a, a great result. But yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Now like clubs go there, like Villa and Everton, and they're being pulled apart by two of the biggest rivals with such effortless performances. That's where I think it comes from. But yeah, Oli is still in a job, and he will be at the end of the season unless they unless they are. are Comfortably fifth or below. If they go into the last two or three games within a point or two of Champions League football, they'll still be in a job. Oh, that's what I think. What do I know? That's it. That's it. Uh, that's uh, the any of the business managers roundup. Alright, and there we have it. Uh, thank you very much for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we've got another podcast which is going to be dropping into your feed. It's going to be coming in on Thursday. That was going to be an international preview and also the second ever Challenge Jan. Yeah. Jan versus the people. Yeah. We've got a, a, a guest coming on who's going to be representing Scotland, the people of Scotland versus yeah. Janus. Jan, how are you feeling? Are you confident? Yeah, always confident, mate. Always confident. <laughs> So, are you predicting a win? Yeah, comfortable. 100%? Yeah, easy. Okay, well, my money's not going on Janus then. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for downloading, subscribing. Uh, for, I think, about six weeks now, we've been in the top 50% of all podcasts. So, thank you very much for, for downloading it. Yeah. Uh, if you could do us all a massive favour, please recommend this podcast, even just to one or two of your friends or any WhatsApp groups you're in, social People media. You don't even like. Sorry? People you don't even like. People you don't like definitely send it to them. So if they don't like it, it doesn't bother you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's, who's downloaded and subscribed. We're on the social medias. You can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, and we're at the Dad FC Football Podcast. Yanis, if you want to give him any more pelters, he looks after Twitter. Yeah, at the Dad FC Pod. And also, we've got a little bit of a TikTok page going on now as well, which we don't really know how to work it, but. Yana said TikTok, and I thought it was one small mints when he first mentioned it. But there's, there's a social media thing, so yeah. Well, do you follow us on there, or tweet us on there, or? Yeah, I think you tick, you tick people on there. You talk them, you tick them, and you talk them. I don't know. So come and tick and talk us on TikTok. <laughs> well, partner, thank you very much. Um, as always, we will catch you on Thursday on the next episode. Uh, apart from that, make sure you have a great week, enjoy your football, and we'll catch you very soon on the pod.